HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. On behalf of everybody at HeritageRadioNetwork.com, we'd like to send a special thank you to the Hearst Ranch, our biggest supporter and longest-running sponsor since we first started in 2009. Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of the Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. For more information, visit www.hearstranch.com. Did you guys hear that out there? And I was trying to sing too. <laughs> that one time I tried to sing along to the theme song, it doesn't. My mic doesn't work. Anyway, this is Let's Eat In on Heritage, and I'm uh, your host, Kathy Airway. Everyone looks like they need a coffee today. I think I do too. <laughs> I think they're okay. on, they're on their way. Hopefully, uh, I hope. Um, we've got Rachel Wharton, Hello. the lovely voice we just heard from Edible Brooklyn, Edible Manhattan and a fine journalist all around, and also Matt Timms from Chili Takedown. Hey, Kathy. And also commercial fame now. Uh, he stars in various... McDonald's commercials. Yeah. I'm the voice of God. You're the voice of God? You can also hear us five hours from now on this very station. Oh. We host our own show. I'm sorry if I just spilled your, your other, your moonlighting uh, vocation. Oh, no, but we, no I make no. fun of him all the time okay. for it Heritage on show. Radio does not approve of me being so awesome uh, we would if you no, donated all the money God, what if you donated really all the money nugget. to this station well you gotta work. <laughs> all, the, all the money that i make no we don't want, we don't want mcdonald's money here oh. damn right you gotta, you and gotta why would a sustainable you? mcnugget he works hard for a living do, 
to do. Okay. I don't work that hard. The worst part is that I I went I was in the booth and I did my McDonald's spot. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was totally awesome. I am Mr. Actor, and it was the, it was down on Wall Street. And I walked out of the building and oh. I walked down the street past Occupy Wall Street, and oh. I felt like such a you know great I, the, guy. There, I mean, certainly some people are using Occupy as a way to to talk about the about issues in food. But the, as far as far as I can, the few times I've been. Um, Food is not top of mind for many of the people pro- protesting. I mean, they are, they when I was at the um, Occupy Times Square, many of them were running into McDonald's or you know because it's cheap. Ooh. I noticed that. I mean, it's kind of depressing, but not, I mean that's not everyone's desperate times yeah. call for McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, we should we need to go. Marion Nestle's probably has already been down there. She she has schooling. actually. Um, Heritage had a little uh, march on. Uh, it was the good. What is it? Occupy Big Ag, I think. Occupy yeah, Big Food. Wish I had gone. It was that snowy she day. She and Anna LePay were down there. Heritage had their own march. Well, no, they were there to record it. Dude. Oh, yeah, because you, you can listen to it online. Heritage Radio. Yeah. Yeah. It was very snowy when I was there. Oh my God, I want to occupy. You can something. listen to it on if you search around on Heritage Radio Network for the Occupy Big Food, I believe. Dude, your show is so early in the morning. <laughs> well, it's actually technically not the morning. It's not the morning. Right it's, now. it's one, 1 p.m. <laughs> exactly. Wait, not what? exactly. Uh, chili takedown time, right? It certainly isn't, young lady. Well, chili take they start at two. Yeah, so well, the next takedown is going to start at the crack of three. I promise you that. Okay, and that's the cookie one. Cookies. And it's... what is more holiday than cookies? Oh my god! Every holiday has. Did you cookies. get Girl Scouts to judge it? I didn't get the Girl Scouts to judge it yet, but I've got uh, women from Ovenly oh, who are going to come and judge it. The okay. Brooklyn Bakery that you told me about, Kathy. All right, that's they seem be fun. like cool, cool girls. Thirty contestants, thirty different kinds of cookies, and Rachel, you had the smart idea of get, trying to get the Girl Scouts involved. And if I can get that to happen, maybe they can compete too. It's oh. a bar is the only problem. I think there's going to be oh. some sort of problem with that. But oh. I'm sure one of the troop leaders would think it would be awesome. And it would be awesome. It would be metal as all hell. And I think there are, is actually a subset of Girl Scouts. I don't know what they call them. <laughs> um, I don't know Gray Scouts who are over eighteen. Can they come what? in the Bell House even if they can't drink? Woman Scouts. I, yeah. I think I think there is a loophole when it comes to takedowns and children. Well, say if you're not a Girl Scout, can you still go to the cookie takedown uh, or compete in it? Still, is you can't compete okay. in it because it, all the spots are taken. But oh my God, it's going to be 18th, uh, the 18th at the uh, Bell House. At Bell House at three o'clock, and it's going to be nonstop it's cookies. Be oh, guess what? There's going to be a Jets game on during it. So if you care about that, I'm probably going to project the Jets. Oh game. my God, our coffee's here. Um, we need another. So uh, oh, this is the third cookie takedown. Yeah, yeah. So so we have this series now. Um, you start with chili. There's bacon. There's uh, but now it's gone national. For the past two or three years now, I've been going across the country and I've gone to like twelve or thirteen different cities last year and the year before that. And so it's really taken off. And then I'm doing an avocado tour this year. And I'm doing another wow. bacon takedown. Well, tour. thanks for keeping it real and doing some of your best events and you know the long-standing ones in Brooklyn. Like you just had the chili one, right? And we're doing the cookie again. And you promised you might judge uh, a takedown in the future. Absolutely. Again. She's judged so many. Both these women have judged crazy takedowns over the years. And I want to come to the it. cookie one. Yeah. I feel like the cookie one would would result in a pretty awesome online photo slideshow because yeah. you can just do the cookie. I just feel like it would be, and they've got cookie. to be over the top. What's your favorite cookie? Shortbread with a bullet. Big Any Newtons frosting with a on top? No or I, sugar. I, they, they have a fennel 
Parmesan shortbread at and blue bottle coffee of is all that places. A cookie or it's 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 what well, it is still a cookie because it's a sweet base. Oh. But oh, I tasted for some I, for some reason I was all over bakeries this weekend and I tasted so many different kinds of shortbread and I, that is I just because you can put like grapefruit sugar on top or <gasps> or I mean like you can make them savory you can make them sweet they're so good chocolate shortbread's really good because it's it's not grapefruit sugar yeah they, which they sell at Brooklyn Larder you can just sprinkle it right on wow and, short, and it's so easy it's like three ingredients. I know. My mom makes shortbread every year, and it's just so like does a mine. Big stick of butter. It's the so best shortbread I ever had was made by Matt Tilden from Scratch Bread. Oh He's yeah, a killer one. Really? He, yeah. yeah, he might even make. Well, I wouldn't be surprised to find out he was I the think guy making was, blue bottles. I think the whole thing was butter. Yeah, it was just a stick of butter. They make a burnt. They make um. Oh wait, brown butter shortbread at um. What is the Italian Romans, the Italian restaurant that the Marlowe and Diner people? That sounds run. great. It's, it's so good. There's so many possibilities now with shortbread because I was, at first when you mentioned, it, I'm like, well, you couldn't have picked the more boringest cookie, but no way actually, is it the most yeah. boringest. And plus, yeah. you can make it into a sandwich, which would be my idea. Yeah, they you do that. They're doing that at Mast, and they make a ganache. See, I went to like a hundred bakeries this weekend, and so they take they take you know how Mast is all about the terroir of their bars, yeah. you know, so they, they you can get a a shortbread cookie with a, like a different ganache made from their different bars in between. That was the winning so cookie cool. at, really? uh, at the Soft Spot the, um, last week. No, there's this little bar called Soft Spot on Bedford and North 10th, mm-hmm. and they had a little bake-off they've been doing for like years, and it was a, it was a chocolate ganache with a peanut butter, and mm. it was sandwich thing. good. I feel very sophisticated when I say the word ganache. Uh, don't I you? <laughs> I don't like ganache though. It's just, it's just kind of chewy ganache. sugar. I don't know. It's just there to hold things together. Right? Can I get back to the point that my Sorry. voice sounds sexier in the morning, <laughs> in the early early morning, like now? This is the unbelievable. Early early morning, but it sounds throatier and more full. <laughs> All right. Uh, right. It sounds right, like Kathy? we could have a. <laughs> oh, I just want to say that on the way here, I learned that Santa likes bagels. Mm. Thank you, Bagel Smith. Who I doesn't? Look, that's hilarious. Oh, that was on the poster. Yeah, Santa likes Don't bagels. Don't tell me they have red bagels now. I'm sure they. Yeah, Ew. Oh, this, this dude I know ate a, a this uh, St. Patty's Day bagel, yeah. which was obviously green, and he chewed it up and he showed me to me. And <laughs> ever since I can't eat dyed food because of him well, and his stupid green you bagels. Can scratch um, the red velvet cupcakes right off your list. <laughs> yeah, no, I've yeah. never been a fan because I know the trick. It's yeah. just a trick. It's nothing. Coke alkaline and... It's like a gallon yeah. of red red food color. But so they used to do it by... I think they would Beets. add something to to cocoa. It was like Dutch alkali- Dutch processed cocoa mixed with something makes it slightly red. Isn't that the way they used to be made? Someone, someone write in and tell us. Well, Somebody cut juice, their finger. I'd be back. What? Have you really had a, a velvet cheesecake or velvet uh, cupcake with, with beet juice? No, because they don't do that anymore. But they, they should. To. They should do it. Yeah, it might even taste good for once. I've got a great mm-hmm. idea for a recipe. Yeah. But tell this me why this won't work. could be a cookie, too. No, this is a spaghetti. Beet shortbread. That you would take be so some, bad. Is mm. this a good idea? Check this out. Visually, I'm not the cook you guys are, but I, take, I reserve some of the spaghetti and I dye it and, and roll it in beet juice and let it get incredibly red and then throw that little reserved bunch of beet juice spaghetti back into the regular pot and then visually you've got multicolored spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Wait, say that again? I oh, would right, right, right. look cool. Pasta. Look, well, they make pastas really cool. that are... Um... Multicolored? Yeah. Mm. Shit. 
Well, you can make it all. And you can make a spinach pasta, and then you can make a beet pasta, and you can serve it all together for a Christmas festive looking. <laughs> like my parents getting. sometimes host people from. They, they're a part of this exchange program where people from countries without very with like no with like no political structure send them to places like Raleigh, North Carolina, to see American political structure, and they always host people from pl- crazy places. Siberia being the one I'm about to talk about, and the guy made us. He made us like lamb dumplings, and he cut up beets and ca- boiled beets, carrots, and potatoes, and he mixed it all together. And everything in the bowl was dyed pink, and I, I, I remember it so vividly because, like, all the potatoes got dyed pink, which is why I think it would be cool God, to do the awesome. pasta. Oh, so or it does. Work. It, it works. Yeah, man. I mean, I know this isn't the most original thought. Mm. Is this your show? No, about- this is good. Um, what are some of your favorite Hanukkah? Because that's coming up for you, <gasps> Rachel. Oh yeah, I actually have to interview. I'm really nervous. I'm a half Jew from Raleigh, North Carolina. My sister and I were the only Jews in my high school growing up. My parents are from Louisiana, which makes us... That must have been awkward. It, well, it, it was more just like people, people thought, they were like, thought we were cool, you know, because we were like different, even though we nice. were barely, we barely had any, cult, like any awareness of what it means to be Jewish the way uh, someone growing up in New York City mm. has all, you know, there's like layers of, I mean, everybody, I mean, I think... I didn't like know you were a Jew. Yeah, totally. Half oh, Jew. man. Oh, oh, but I'm interviewing <laughs> Joan Nathan, who is like... Or I'm like hosting a discussion with her on the next Thursday, wait, this Thursday, this Thursday the 15th at Brooklyn Kitchen. And she's like, she's written, she's like, I was about to say she's written the Bible of Jewish food cooking. Ha ha. Okay. But so she has. So I'm (laughs) really nervous. Uh, Yes. So she's, so I'm actually, I got three of her books um, and I just started reading them. One is, she just went to France to discover French cooking in France and she wrote the Jewish holiday cookbook, and then she wrote Jewish cooking in America. So I'm like, they're like each like four inches tall. You can have Arthur Schwartz there. Oh, that's like, well, it wasn't, it's not a panel. It's more, it's like, it's, but that would be great. He's also really cool because he knows so much about Italian food. I also love how, it's so cool that you're having Joe Nathan, you know, real like landmark food writer, cookbook author and so forth. So many of these people live in New York still, which is awesome. She actually, well, she lives in D.C. now. Oh, never mind. But, <laughs> wow. Okay, so. Um, but she, I think she grew up here because her in her first book, she talks about, you know, going to different places yeah, in New York City. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her, her husband is also in journalism of some kind, maybe political. That might be why she's in D.C. right now. Mm. So what are some of uh, Joan's favorite Hanukkah or yours? I, I guess that's what I was starting to get well, at. You know, it's, well, this is why I'm looking forward to talking with her, because in my family, Hanukkah, I mean, my family's pretty much obsessed with food, but Hanukkah was really low on the totem pole of holidays that are just about eating. Eating. Oh. You know, we'd make latkes and my mom would make this awesome butter chicken. Butter chicken? <laughs> Which is like... What does that have to do with anything? I don't. I don't. Know. It's oil. It's oil. You know, you want to cook oh. everything in oil. I'm not sure. Okay. But that's. But we really only made latkes and handed out guilt. But you know, for Passover, we would. You know, we would go all out. But Hanukkah was never about food. And I. That's one thing I want to talk to Joan about is if. It, um, if that's just my family, or if in other families, it's a. It's a holiday where you really obsess over the meal, and there's more tradition. Which, because in my family, it was latkes, and pretty much that's it. Hmm. All right, wow. so latkes are always yummy, and you're having a latke festival yeah. as part of Edible Brooklyn's uh, something at BAM, and it's, it sounds like you've caught the cook-off bug too, because there's a latke cook-off within. The yeah, oh, and that's the day after. I that's didn't December nineteenth. I would have asked you to host it if I. Had, it was my 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 um, publishers put it together 
with great performances, which is a pretty cool catering company that has their own farm. And actually, the okay, so so it's wait, Edible Manhattan and Great Performances, or Edible. It's actually Edible Brooklyn because it's at BAM. That's what I meant. On um, here I'll make a deal with you. I will host it if you <laughs> promise to accept Jesus Christ as your, your personal savior. Lord and Savior. Oh man! Right here on the show. <laughs> no. Well, that's a big question. Maybe we should wait until after the musical interlude. I would maybe accept Alatka as my to personal savior. <laughs> figure it out. Um, Matt, pick the song. We'll be right back. That was your pick. Boogie Woogie Break. And Matt would like everyone to know he did not pick that song. Sorry. Sorry. That was Jack's selection. Um, Anyway, we're here with Matt Timms from Chili Takedown and Rachel Wharton from Edible Manhattan, Edible Brooklyn, Edible Everything. (laughs) Hello. Hey. So we were just talking about a couple of various events they have coming up, but I'm going to cut over to the best question ever, which has nothing to do with holidays, or it could be, but... um, what is the ultimate date meal, in your esteemed opinion? Who you can ask first. Rachel's going to have the answer at the top of her head. I have to use my brain for thinking on this one. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to... Well, I'll tell you. I could tell you. I, ideally, it's... like a it's, date tonight. Right ideally, now. it's wood chips followed by a glass of water. Because I hate seeing people eat real food on dates. Because you, you invariably... What if they get something stuck in their teeth? That's my paranoia that would happen to me. And that, but it's and okay that there if would it's wood chips. All over there. Just picture it's something dry that then they could get out of their mouth. And you want to make out with this person, don't you? Matt, I don't want to make so out anal with, with lasagna mouth. Is, I know Matt Pizza never mouth. eats during his events. He never eats a morsel. Certainly not. But Ooh. that's because you're too busy. It's it not because you don't like to busy. eat. Mm. Right. That, you it's think it's because you're too busy and also it's like you can't l- let go. You can't like, don't, eat in front of other people. No, it's, no well, no. In, 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 all, in my defense, I've grown since then. But <laughs> I still have a paranoia that none of my attendees, my attendees must eat everything before myself. Okay. But I oh, do I bring see. Tupperware and I eat stuff later. But yeah, God, the idea of eating in front of a girl for the first time. Oh, oh I'm feeling <laughs> really? sick just thinking about it. Oh, it is. Well, I mean, it's huge because you're when you're when you're dating someone, you want you well, and you like them. You want 
their you because I take food so it's seriously. A, so like the what they eat and how they eat too. is so it's important. A, right. It's well. a physical necessity to eat so i'll have some macaroni and cheese before the date um, i don't brush my teeth like i i don't I, people who don't want to share oh, it's such a big deal it's like oh this like is they like just a want whole their thing level, all themselves though. he doesn't want to be seen eating or see hey, other people eating. have you ever uh, over the, over the past couple of months we've been doing our show together and you even did it again today almost every single food there's some story you like if this were a sitcom we'd like fade back to like you being shown like the green bagel in your mouth <laughs> i feel like every <laughs> single food there's always like you always have some story about like when i was seven someone you know well listen to this. It I, it's not like i don't date people who aren't comfortable with their own bodies i dated a girl oh. who could take a poo in front of me when i was in the shower oh god <laughs> I just watched Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay, and that's like the first scene of that movie. Oh, God, I'm going to see that. That's <laughs> top of my list. I do want to see that, too. Um, well, interesting one, Matt. Uh, now I feel a little con- self-conscious about eating in front of other people. <laughs> and, and now I feel very privileged no, to have seen you. No, you guys are so chill and relaxed. You're eat. like normal people. Okay. I'm terrified of life. Okay. Wow. And I just had a cup of coffee. Well, break a leg at the next audition. Uh, <laughs> Rachel, what's your ultimate? My answer is really lame because it totally depends on who you're cooking for. Mm. I mean, you got you want to totally not, you don't want to blow their mind. So you kind of have to know what they like, which is usually, you know, like a meat yeah. pork, a heritage, a heritage foods, USA pork chop. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I make. So man, that's the usual. That's like, the, I don't, I mean, my, I really love carbonara pasta carbonara and it's so easy to make and it's like and if you make it in front of someone they're kind of blown away that you did that with an egg instead of heavy cream and flour and and, run through it a little bit with me well the way i make it which is probably a a bastardized version although i'm sure like italian grandmothers debate so what i do is i I cook bacon or pancetta or guantale or whatever and render the fat and have the stuff crispy off to the side. And then I cook pasta, save a little bit of the pasta water. Then I put the drained pasta right back in the pot, throw in one whole egg, one egg yolk, and stir 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 until that's cooked. Then I add a ton of... Actually, I often add the black pepper in with the egg so that it's heated up too. So I And then a teeny little bit of milk. like, And you don't even need that. And then I just grate a ton of cheese, usually Parmigiana, and then I put the bacon back in. And maybe like a tablespoon of the bacon fat and that's how i make it that's so cool and so you definitely stir in the pasta before the egg and then all the stir well i um usually i'll i'll crack an egg and then the egg yolk into a cup add a couple of tablespoons of milk and a ton of black pepper first and beat it first and then the second it hits because you're basically cooking it with the hot pasta yeah so I, you just stir it because you don't, and it'll curdle like it'll turn into a fluffy omelet if you don't stir it constantly but it takes seconds and it's it's like bacon egg and cheese on a on pasta and it's so creamy and rich and it's it's like this trick and it's it, a very impressive it, trick yeah and it just tastes so good do you think you would like that eating that in front of other people? Matt? I could do it. I mean, it's good. It's a simple. <laughs> I, I saw dish. you salivating about the that dish. Of course, I mean anybody who cooks well is awesome in my book. But can I? I'm I got a quick change to my answer because I killed a deer two months ago. And I got all this deer meat in my freezer, and I did host a party, and a girl was there, and I made venison you had sausage. A party? Well, it wasn't a party; it was a little get together. It was more Aww. of a double date. It was a double date. Oh, okay, okay. So, anyways, but it was awesome because <laughs> you take out the uh, you take out the meat grinder, and you put in the pork fat, and then you buy all this intestine, and you make. So- I mean, just you know, making sausage in front of a woman is mm, smart. <laughs> I'm not gonna even. 
There's like so There's many, so many jokes. innuendos right there. And I mean every single one of them exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's as perfect. You're making I little recall, sausage. I like the most oh gut-wrenching, uh, not gut-wrenching, but just so cringeworthy moment when I was in a sausage-making class with the sweetest guy ever, um, Chef Mac Greco, formerly oh, yeah. of China number four. And uh, he couldn't stop blushing, God bless him soul, when he was um, squeezing the sausage mixture into the tube that feeds uh-huh. it into the sausage casing, which looks exactly like... Or no, he was rolling the sausage casing onto the fitting that, that the sausage goes onto. And it basically looks like a condom that yeah. you're rolling yeah. onto. And uh, <laughs> just like, don't make any jokes. And we were just all cracking up because it's the most ridiculous looking thing. And of course, I was like like a you know typical sausage party. I was the only girl in this whole room full of like 12 guys that are like cracking up. And it's, <laughs> So very all interesting. this testosterone. So, all, Tons of yeah. penises being made. It was and very you. interesting. Bummer. No, it's, that was a good... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. The only uh, thing about sausage is <clears throat> you can't eat it right away. You have to let it settle like for a cure. week. That's a bummer. Because that wouldn't be... Not a week. You can get away with a day. Okay, a day. Mm. Anyways, not immediately. That's not true. So well, you could, um, you could make little patties from it. Okay. But then you mm. wouldn't... Oh, yeah, you would just with yeah. the sausage meat. Yeah. Yeah. Just that love that playing with that intestine. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fun. I mean, it's sausage. So fun. Yeah, it is really it's fun. So fun. It's you so have gross. a sausage stuffer. Yeah, I do. Well, you essentially, have a meat grinder. Too? Well, I mean, yeah. well, no, it's yeah. the same thing. I mean, you can buy the Cuisinart version, and it's all electric. But where you can just get the hand crank. But the hand crank comes with a tube. You know, where you smush all the meat through the sieve at the front of the grinder, there's a little attachment you can get with just a plastic dowel which steps out, and then you push all the uh, intestine back onto it, and it works just as a, as a I've seen the guys stuffer. from the meat hook, though, they didn't, I don't think they had anything. We were at some camping trip, <laughs> or it was more like it was like this thing in Maine where they, that they teach every summer, but they didn't have the right equipment, so they cut off the top of a one liter bottle of soda and put that in the in the casing and use that as to stuff the sausage. Oh, that's smart. Wait, the guys from Meat Hook did that? Yeah. But the guys Actually, from Meat yeah. Hook do have a huge stuff. But we were in Maine grinder. and they, oh, were te- okay. they were teaching like a how to be, how to be us <laughs> like three day <laughs> class. Um, it's really fun to watch those guys they are. They do not blush. I remember, you guys did that mm-hmm. last summer. Are you gonna gonna hold another? Well, it, I I just went. It, oh, it, okay. like, but um, it's it's the chef. It, well, last year it's the chefs from oh, yeah, Robling Tea Carolyn. Room. And Caroline from Medenta. Salty went one year. It's so awesome. And it's not even, I mean, it sounds expensive. It's like $2,000, but that's everything for almost a week, including yeah, like swimming deals. in a main yeah. lake. <laughs> that <laughs> sounded really fun. What's your favorite date food? I don't really know. I'm trying to get all the ideas. I'm I'm almost up to, I think it's like 80 something episode. I want to get like to 100 and then I'll, I'll count. Then you the- do another book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ultimate date meals, including the wood chips. Yes. Now I have to include. That's not, you I, don't have to include that. I'm an idiot. Well, I mean, you do, like you, it's almost like you know That's, you. I would like you should be arrested after one of those days, like stuffing wood chips down somebody's mouth. <laughs> terrifying. Eat Ouch. this, pretty lady. Yeah. My, my it just makes me think hurts, of Fargo. Just thinking of that. <laughs> 
Um, oh, it's because I, I can't think fast enough. That's why I wanted you to go first. But you have you make all kinds know, of stuff. I know, but now I'm really impressed. You have some serious chops with the sausage makers. And, and he makes his ho- he makes his own hot sauce, which should be on Face shelves melter. any day now. Facemelterhotsauce.com. Um, where do you get the sausage casing? Is this sausage maker, is that like a good idea to invest in? Or it's so cheap. cheap. Yeah. The 25 bucks. I'm sure and you can get the, in, I know you can get the casings. You can probably order them through Heritage. I don't know, but I know you can get them at Meat Hook if yeah. you wanted them. Oh, you can okay. get them by the yard at Meat and at any kind of like probably probably Fleischer's or and probably any old school meat shop. Okay, mm. cool. And the the crank thing, Imajig, uh, attached to the side of your table. Yeah, okay. it just clamps cool. to the side of your table, and you put a bowl in front I of like it. I like the sound of those. Push through, and I mean, people get those big mixers, and the, every big mixer, you know how it has that hole mm-hmm. for the for the fitting, so you for can get electric. For your sand mixer, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds just, like a good idea. It does sound like a good idea. Just nobody can necessarily afford a mixer. Those are are they expensive? Yes, like Cuisinart mixers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I've never. But had you don't. They're <sighs> prizes at the cookie take. You don't have a Cuisinart. Ooh, yeah. A no. food processor. I, oh, I do. Yeah, I do. Oh man, I, I need that. Oh, I love my food processor. And I can live without almost there. everything but that. I don't bake, so I don't use a stand mixer. <laughs> I have one, and I never. I, I I hate using it. I use a egg beater or like yeah. um, anything but that. I hate cleaning it, so I don't ever want to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, food processors, but I don't Me have too. one, so I haven't eaten hummus in three years. And you make your hot sauce just, just that's just making that in the bathtub. Uh, whoa, whoa! It's not legal yet. I have to make. I have to get. I'm gonna get it's, legal. You're making hot sauce. I don't even sell it right now. Hot sauce. Well, exactly. Oh, I can't wait you to boil get, that. No, I'm just <laughs> Do you and you have one recipe, the face melter. What oh, you have one recipe? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm changing it though. I mean, I, what I, kind I, of chilies do you? What you talk? What kind of chilies do you use? My last recipe for face melter didn't actually melt your face, and that kind of disappointed <laughs> me. It was yummy, but it didn't melt your face. It was a lot. It was really sweet. I well, really the hard part like, is how you make it so hot, but still tastes like something. Well, do you guys like vinegar-based hot sauce? Yes. yes. <clears throat> See, I don't. <laughs> what? I don't. I, what do you, I, I like, yours is just all chilies? Well, chilies. I mean, a little bit of vinegar. But like, but how do you preserve it? Um, with like uh, salt and, and vinegar. They're in there. It's just not as much. Oh. It's more prevalent. The chilies the, do the a little bit are, too, right? Peppers are a lot more prevalent. Oh. Hmm. And, and you'd sugar. also... I have a lot of habaneros for my roof. I don't know what to do with. Oh. oh you don't only make a hot sauce. Yeah, that's a lot of habaneros. So like, like, what do you call a lot? Um... Oh, it's a few dozen. Okay. You could make some kind of chunky, relishy thing that then you could use in any, or you could, pres- you know, you could preserve them so you could use them in things yeah. later on. And then I wouldn't be able to use my hands for the rest of the. Yeah, yeah you gotta use gloves. I once did that and scratched down under. Oh man, don't ever do that. I've it made doesn't this- ruin the rest of your date. It ruins the rest of the next. It ruins two like, hours. Yeah. That would be the worst date endeavor yeah. to make something with a hot pepper because then you can't touch each other or yeah. yourself use gloves you were right but who wants yeah. gloves on gloves a during a date mm, put on your gloves <laughs> unless you're playing the sexy nurse type of finger condoms role. i love wow. those little finger condoms that chefs wear when they cut a finger <laughs> have you seen those i've worn those <laughs> for what you know, when they, you when cut they, your finger they're like little finger condoms oh and you're a chef um yes never yes. in my life have i ever seen a finger condom really it's necessary if you cut your finger and you have to keep 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 on keeping on. Oh, yeah. yeah, yuck. Yeah, okay. The whole gloves thing. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, and check out Chili's um, hyphen takedown. No, 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 no. It's thetakedowns.com. Oh, it's thetakedowns.com now. 
for uh, the cookie takedown info on December 18th, nice. as well as Edible Manhattan or Edible Brooklyn or yes. something edible. Yes. Um, for the Latkes Both Festival at BAM and other Joe Nathan uh, talks coming up. All kinds of stuff. All kinds oh. of fun stuff <laughs> always going on. And we also have the Edible Brooklyn cookbook. Oh, yeah. I'm actually doing a signing at Sahadi's tomorrow night. If anyone wants to come by. That's a oh, Christmas yeah. present, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's a seriously good Christmas That's present. That's a good Christmas it's present. Because Kathy's in it. I should And be Matt's it. on the cutting room floor, editing room floor. I submitted a recipe and I, she said it No, I didn't happen. get to pick. We had like 150 and we had to whittle it down to 100 and I didn't get to. The test kitchen and the editors at Sterling got to whittle them down. And Can I, thought, I sign them with you? Because yeah. I really want to go to Sahadi's now and show Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll see you guys That'd tomorrow awesome. night. You, me, Rachel, tomorrow at Sahadi's. Hey. See ya. Then. Bye. And we'll be back next week as usual. Thanks to Jack and everyone at Heritage. And uh, that's your show. He's not a man.